0: Hello oh, and welcome to Wizards, Warriors, and Words, a fantasy writing advice podcast. My name is Jed Hearn, author of Fires of the Dead.
1: Hey, I'm Michael R. Fletcher, author of Beyond Redemption and, I don't
2: know, a bunch of other books. What's up? <laughs> um, I'm Rob Hayes, author of uh, the War Eternal trilogy and the Ties of Binding Bind trilogy and many other series.
3: <laughs> and I'm Dirk Ashton uh film professor uh knucklehead and uh author of the Paternus trilogy and i just want to say michael r fletcher has a book releasing today ash and bones go buy it
0: congratulations sweet Um, thank you at a time when this episode comes out that might actually be a few weeks in the past but the important thing is that you can buy it if you are uh, listening to this right now or watching this so today's episode is all about editing um I think it's quite easy to fixate on when we're talking about writing advice, first drafts, coming up with ideas, outlining things, but it can be a little bit uh, less resourced in terms of the knowledge out there about editing and everything. So I thought we could discuss, just to start this off, what our editing processes look like um, and what you kind of do once you have finished writing um, that initial first draft. Uh, Rob, do you want to kick us off?
2: Uh, well, I take time off after I've finished that first draft. That's, that's kind of that's where I am right at this moment, actually. I'm at the end of a week off after, after having written a book. So um, I think like, you, you do find that bit of advice quite a lot, actually, just sort of the step back. Once you've finished it, just take a step back and, and think about something else. Do something else. Let it sit before jumping back into an edit. Um, I think that 's actually quite a, a good piece of advice. gives you a bit more uh, distance. You generally uh, what, what is a
0: sort of the average time that you would take off from a book if you have a sort of average time for it or does
2: it just depend on what you 're working on i 'm um, a glutton for punishment, so for me it 's like two days unless it 's enforced Wow okay that 's a pretty quick turnaround time.
0: Uh, Dirk, <laughs> what about you?
3: Um, I, I would prefer to be able to take like a month off or two, the Stephen King method. But um, in general, it's, it's does, it, 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 it has never happened. It's always immediately right into the rewrites. Um, one thing that might help for new people is if we define what we mean by editing.
0: Oh, good uh, point. Let's do that. Right? Uh,
3: because there's editing, there's rewriting, there's different kinds of editing. So I don't know if you want to address that.
0: Yeah, well, if you, want to, if you want to talk us through how you define those terms, that'd be really useful.
3: Okay, that, um, I mean, I'm a rewrite. I consider myself a rewriter. My first drafts are incredibly rough. Um, I write them very quickly. I don't worry too much. Other than the first book, which I took a long, a long time to write and a long time to write the other ones, but a really long time where I would craft the sentences and the paragraphs as I went. And there are a lot of authors that, that work that way. Uh, I know Nick Eames works that way. Um, but, uh, in order to keep myself moving, cause I'm such a slow writer. I write really, really rough. Uh, I don't worry about the sentences. I don't worry about the word choices. I want to get the dialogue out, the, the setting out. And sometimes I'll leave a note in brackets for myself. Um, they walk into this area, describe, right. And then I'll just keep going. Uh, so I don't spend too much time, you know, talking about the ambiance or whatever. And sometimes I'll do the same thing for some exposition, um, uh, or fight scene, you know, and, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I know who's going to win and who's going to lose and what the outcome is. And I'll write that. But, but, uh, then I, then I have to go back and I immediately jump right back into what I call a rewrite. It's not an edit as far as I'm concerned. Um, and I have to go through and clean up and fill in all that mess. Uh, and, then, then I don't really call things an edit until I've gotten notes from other people, proofreaders, beta readers, things like that. Then I call it a, an an actual edit, um, and that might be the that might be the third or fourth draft. You know, my first draft is really a draft, an unreadable draft zero. Um, so that's that's the process that I go that I go through.
0: I'm really glad. Uh, that everybody's
3: it. everybody's different. Um, as, as far as how they write and I know people who can write you know 10,000 words a day and it's very very clean um, very clean and they'll put out you know 12 books a year 10 or 12 books
2: a year. I, I, I don't think that's real people can't actually do that <laughs>
3: <laughs> I never I never thought that either you know I never I yeah. thought oh you know good fast and cheap right you can't have all three if you do it fast you know and you're doing it yourself so it's cheap it can't be any good but I have been proven wrong
2: Again. Oh, I, I know it can be. I just, I, I choose to believe that those people don't exist because it makes yeah. me feel a little bit better. Yeah, but because you and I, I know some of them. <laughs> I know. I mean, I'm lucky if I put out two books a year, um, you know, it's like 12 books, like one a month is just like. Yeah. Um,
3: or even five a year just blows my mind. But I, we know a lot of people that do that. It's true. And they're, and they're well written. <laughs>
2: Well, I, I mean, in, in, in terms of editing, I, I, I the, the, the rewriting thing, I, I call that editing as well. I mean, I, th- I think uh, I'm, I'm in a similar camp to Fletcher in that um, we're kind of more uh, pantsers than plans, uh, or however you want to term it. Um, so uh, I think for me, in, in your sort of terminology, my first edit would be a a rewrite because I don't know where I'm going with the story when I first write it. It's only towards the end of the the story where I'm like, okay, this is where I was going. This is what I wanted to say. This is who my characters were. And in that first edit for me, it's bringing it all in line with the vision that I had by the end of the book, if you get my meaning. So at the beginning of the book, I have it in my mind. I've got this Kernel of eye, an idea, and by the end of the book, it's sort of like it's grown into something else. And then that first edit for me is just going back and going, Right, okay, this character who was this in the beginning is but in this in the end needs to be changed to be more in line with who they yeah. are. Um, and you know, I, I need to foreshadow these things that happened uh towards the end of the book, even though at the beginning I had no idea they were going to happen, so I couldn't foreshadow them.
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah, that kind of editing can can be as much storytelling at that point, rather than, a lot of people think of editing as mostly technical, you know, mm-hmm. craft kind of stuff, but a lot of it has to do with, um, definitely has to do with, you know, making the story better, and maybe even changing it a little, making it more consistent. One thing that the the King book is is kind of worthless for the most part, but there are a few things that I that I really hang on to, and one was that uh, don't worry about the, th- everybody talks about what's the theme, what's going to be the theme, the underlying theme or lesson or, you know, um, of the, of the book. And uh, he says, don't worry about that until you're done. And then once you've set it away and re- reread it again, um, then think about what the theme is and go through and fill that and fill that in. And that has, that has helped me uh, tremendously being able to do that.
2: I assume the, the theme for your books is don't get attached to my characters. Yes. <laughs>
0: no. yeah. Mike, and do you-, you want to talk us through your editing process a little bit? Uh sure. So um I'm I'm like Rob, mostly
1: a pantser. Um, I can blast a like hundred thousand word first draft in about three months. Um, so what I always, I used to do was finish uh, the first draft. And basically, when I typed the end, I'd go back to the beginning and start fixing all the the crap, tightening sentence structure and stuff. And then one time I was like, you know what, I should have some distance. And so what I did was I took three months away from the book and accidentally wrote another book. (laughs) Um, Now the problem was at the end of that book, I now had two books uh, totaling, I don't know, close to like 100, 275,000 words between the two of them that needed editing. And so I spent like, I, if I write a book in three months, I'm going to spend three or four months editing it. So Mm -hmm. I two, two books a year is probably is pretty good for me. Um, but I mean, I, I spent then six, I don't know, six to eight months just editing and it was hell. It was fucking terrible. Like I hated it by the end. It was just brutal. And so now I'm like, no, fuck that. I'm not doing that again. Cause editing two books back to back, you spend so much time away from writing. By the time you're done editing, you're like, how the fuck do you write a book? (laughs) Mm -hmm. I just had no idea. Like I didn't know how to start. so like, I, I, you know, after editing two books, I had to learn how to write a book again, which was silly. So now I finish a book. I basically skip to the first chapter Um, my first pass will be just, uh, tightening sentence structure, catching stupid mistakes, um, tweaking things so that they line up with however things were at the end of the book, much like what Rob talked about. You know, if I, if I have an idea halfway through a book, I will write the rest of the book with that idea and not go back and fix the first half until I'm done. So that first draft, first pass of editing rather is, is all that fixy stuff. I'll, I'll do like seven or eight editing passes before I send it to a, a beta reader. And then I'm always like, here you go. This is the first draft. So it's a little rough. <laughs> <laughs> that that yeah.
2: is the first draft. That's the, there's like, there's a draft zero, which is when you finish a book. And mean, then there's the first draft, which is when you finally send it to somebody else to read and hope that it's yes. not really bad.
3: Yeah. But there are several in between that we do. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, A ton, but they don't
1: exist.
2: They're not different drafts. <laughs> they're just different
3: edits.
1: Yeah. People are like, oh my God, you're like, this is so clean.
3: <laughs> like, I mean just what, what Michael mentioned earlier is actually, I think, some of the best advice that you can give a new writer is that if you do um if you do change something as you go through and come up with a new idea, go with it. That's fine. But don't don't stop before you do that and go back and fix everything because
0: Yes you'll I get in a
3: never ending loop feedback loop, that's loop it. A lot of, where you'll never finish the book. And that happens a lot.
2: A lot. Yeah. A that's, lot of authors get lost in that, that edit and you know, they'll sit there and go, oh, I, I, I keep writing half the book and then I'll rewrite it. And then I'll rewrite it. And then I'll rewrite it. Yep. And you just, yeah, that's, that's kind of a big issue. You need to, do, as you just said, just write yeah. through the entire thing and then fix whatever needs fixing at the end. Mm-hmm. If, if, okay. if it needs a massive rewrite towards the end, that's fine. There's no problem with that. Yeah. Um but yeah, get get it down, get it written first and then go. Yeah, back. it's like uh yeah. there are a couple
3: couple of sayings. I think it was Peter was it Peter McLean, Peter McLean, Peter McLean? How's it pronounced?
2: Uh, it's McLean. From-
3: McLean? Yeah. I think it's McLean. Okay. Uh talked about uh the first draft is just dragging the log into the workshop and then you can start carving on it later. And Joe Abercrombie talks about just throwing all the sand in the sandbox and then you can start making your castle in the in the rewrites. Well, he also talks about vomiting on, vomiting it out on the table and then cleaning it up later. <laughs> but, uh, but that, you know, if you can take that to heart, it really does make a difference. You'll get books done yep. if, yeah. you, if you can do
2: that. Do any of you um, go into an edit with a specific idea in mind? Like, you know, I, I sometimes, I'll sit down with a book and say, right, I, I want to go into this edit and focus mostly on, on one thing. Like I'll, I'll say this edit is, is going to be focused mostly on um, you know, sort of bringing out the characters a bit more and you know, making them more, more individual.
1: Yeah, um, absolutely that. And sometimes it'll be like one plot point that has mm-hmm. a thread that works through the entire book. And so I'll do an ed- editing pass where I have to go through the entire book just mm-hmm. to tighten that one plot point all the way through yep. and make sure it works. And it's funny because like I will see typos and character mistakes and all kinds of shit and I'll be like, "Skip it. I'll get you later. I will <laughs> I'm not even going to look at you right now. That's not what I'm on."
3: That's really that's really hard to do, but but multiple types of passes help for me a lot. Yeah. Like if like if I use the word roar or enormous like 800 times I'll try to hit that last, and I still have some work to do on that book three, believe it or not, it's already out. (laughs) To
2: be honest, when a book's that long, you're going to reuse words, Doug. Yeah, Yeah. sometimes I get,
3: yeah, I'm catching,
2: yeah. (laughs) A trick that I actually found helped as well, um, not with sort of like specific edits, but just with sort of catching things like the way a sentence flows is to do the read aloud so you yeah, know when yes. you're sort of reading through it instead of just doing it in your head read every bit of it aloud and it really helps you figure out which sentences just don't flow or don't sound yeah, right it
1: really does i hate i hate doing it but it was it wasn't until i i read my first audiobook uh and i was like oh shit and so i started that my last edit was basically done while i was narrating the audiobook because it was like oh fuck this sentence is awkward and it's, it's totally different than i hate it yeah
0: another thing the that i part. find useful on a similar note is i don't know if any of you do this but changing the font so yeah so much of the editing process is about that's, trying that's to get insane. objective yep. and uh yeah,
3: change, I'll change the font change the font size
0: yep and it and, looks and weird and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well i don't know about size okay. but uh i definitely changed the no, I uh, typography that's interesting. You change well,
3: size. it'll also help me catch uh, like double spaces after between sentences. Don't uh, you just do like a find all remove? I do that too. Yeah.
2: Well, okay. Doesn't like a general spell check just find the double space things?
3: Uh, I no, really? I, have to, I have to search. Well, not with Word that I use. Um, I have to specifically search for double space, but it'll find them all. It's it's easy, and then I just find and delete, you know, hit replace all with a single space, works works great. As long as I remember to do that, I have to have a list, right? Yeah. Of all the things I have to search and try to fix.
1: Oh, that's, now, right. that's the those, list those, is a good point. Mm. Yeah, that's- I, I, have, I, I have a list of words. Yeah, uh, I finish a book with a list of words that I now have to
3: hunt and yep. mostly murder, uh, where it's yep. like,
1: I've just used it a million yeah, times. I, uh,
3: yeah, I have to search things like wide, because, or drops, because I have a whole lot of their eyes getting wide and their jaw drops. So I have to, you know, there, I have words like that, that I have to search to to find, and I still leave way too many.
2: My, my, my list quite often uh, consists of things like titles. So, you know, I'll have like, Ah, there's an emperor in this uh, in this story, so I'll have emperor written down because um, I have no consistency in capitalization with that, like titles, Mm -hmm. you know, captains, emperors. It doesn't matter. It's just like I will randomly capitalize them and randomly lowercase them, just all over the place. Yeah, I have a whole whole list of names when it works. I have a whole list of
3: names because I use a lot of very strange names from mythology, and a lot of them have. Mm different letters and accents and stuff like that and when i'm writing i don't worry about any of that so i have to search all the like multiple versions of all those names because i'll spell them differently like one name i'll spell differently 12 times you know 12 i'll spell it 12 different ways i mean so i have to go that
2: that doesn't surprise me you know they're all like 60 characters long and like there's no (laughs) vowels in any of them or whatever (laughs)
3: Uh, there are some like that, yeah. <laughs> or lieutenant. The, oh, you know, words, words, words like that that I always spell wrong. So I go to search oh, that. Maneuver. I, I can't spell, spell the word Manuver. colossal. Like what the fuck. <laughs> colossal can't spell it. Yeah. yeah well, like Is, it bad. Bad. Is it two L's and two S's or two S's and two uh, <laughs> what L? Is it one S? Yeah. No. It's like exactly uh, it's big. Bad. Yeah, my (laughs) big ones are like your, your, and your, there and there; its, and its, and for some reason, I have no idea why, and my editors make fun of me every time, I always leave the first N out of lightning, so it's always just lightning. (sighs) It's just a (laughs) mental block I have, I have no idea how that happens.
2: Wow, I think everybody has that with certain words where it's just like the brain just cannot seem to write them. or the the fingers can't. I have certain words that my brain knows how it's spelled, but my Mm. fingers just mess it up every time. Mm. Exactly. Like lightning.
0: (laughs) Um, We are almost out of time for this episode. Uh, If we could, first of all, uh, Rob, I think you have our featured book for this episode. Sorry to put you on the spot. I didn't tell you about that before we started (laughs) recording. Uh, And then we will have just a quick few minutes to wrap this up. I definitely think we should be doing another editing episode soon because we've come up with a lot of good stuff in this one. And I think, um, yeah, a lot of useful pieces of advice here. So, Rob, do you want to take us away with our book for the episode?
2: Sure. I, I, I know we're supposed to pick our own books, but I'm not going to again. So I'm going to say you should all go and read The Sword of Kagan by M.L. Wang, uh, partly because uh, it was the champion in last year's Spiffbo, self-published fantasy blog-off. Uh, and partly because uh, it's a truly astounding, heart wrenching, emotional gut punch of a book. So you should all go and read it or listen to it because the audiobook is coming soon and I got to listen to it uh, before release and it's, it's really good. Nice. So that is a
0: sort of, how do you say it again? Sort of Kagan? Sort of by Kagan. Sort of Kagan by ML uh, Wang. And I will put the link to that in the show notes as always.
2: So just that. a
0: quick few minutes. <laughs> you wrote, before I thought you wrap I wrote up. that one. Oh, every book. <laughs> can't take credit for every book just like 80% of them maybe but um anyway before we uh wrap up this episode do we have any other quick thoughts about editing perhaps we could talk about um maybe the most useful thing that we've sort of stumbled across uh when it comes to editing whether that's a, a, a tip or a thing like you know changing fonts um what is kind of the most useful thing you've picked up with editing uh over the the various years of writing
1: Uh, For me, it would be every scene, read it through, take a moment and decide whether or not you can picture it really well in your head. And if you have actually written what you have in your head, because often I will have a scene in my head and Mm -hmm. I will write it and most of it stays in my head and not on the page. So then I go back and go, okay, what, what have I actually shown the reader here? Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm. that's when then I start talking about, like, how the corpses smell and, you know, getting into sort of the nitty gritty details of, of the scene and putting the uh, the reader there. That's, so, fantastic. that's my tip. Yeah, it's yikes. fucking fantastic. That's right. <laughs>
3: adding, um, adding in um, uh, sight, smell, um, taste, touch, um, those things really, really help. I mean, they sound mechanical and they can feel mechanical if you don't write them correctly, but they really help draw people in. Um, the, other, the other thing is with me, the big thing with me is that here is a description of what's happening, right? Um, and it's three paragraphs. Uh, can it be just two paragraphs, right? Can it be shorter just in the way it's worded? Or am I kind of repeating myself or writing stuff? It's really hard to look at something and think, you know, I really don't need that. Or I've already kind of hinted or said that I don't have to go into any more detail on it mm. <laughs> and cut it back. Um, and that's, that's tricky, but that's been really, really critical for me uh, in, as far as
0: readability and pacing. Kill your darlings. Rob?
2: Oh, yes. I think for me, uh, the biggest one is um, hire a professional editor, yeah. and listen to them because <laughs> they know what they're talking about. Oh yeah, um, I, I I can't like count the number of times where I've had an edit back from an editor, and yeah, I have the like, the stages of grief, and like you know, it starts with anger. You read through the editor and you're like, well, screw you, it. what do you know? Uh, yep. And then you come back to it, and you know, you have a bit of sort of. Uh, Of refusal to accept and then eventually it comes down to the point where you're like acceptance and you're like yeah all right you know what you're talking about fair enough and yeah quite often it might lead to just like okay this this sentence which I love I absolutely love and then the editor saying doesn't work you're like all right it doesn't actually add anything I can just get rid of it. Um, and nobody
3: will ever know and yes I I, I love that you said that because I go through what I go through the same exact thing and then I finally make the decision whether it's story or writing or whatever. I, I make the decision by, well, um, I, I, if I change this, will I still like it? Um, and if the answer is yes, then just change it because they're probably right. You know, especially if I get feedback from a number of people. Um, if it's something I'm going to change and I just won't like that about about the story or about the writing then I won't. Um, but if if I'm ambivalent one way or the other, then I just go ahead and change it. And it doesn't it doesn't detract. Awesome.
0: All right, well that has been a really great episode. Uh, thank you everyone for listening or watching and we will see you next time. See you, everybody. Thanks everybody. Thank you for listening to Wizards, Warriors, and Words. We hope you learned something useful. We love hearing from our listeners. Our email is WizardsWarriorsWords at gmail.com which you can also find in the show notes. I personally read and respond to every email. So feel free to let us know what you thought about this episode. We'd also love to hear your questions. Send in a question via that email, wizardswarriorswords at gmail.com, and we might even answer it on the show. If you haven't already, please subscribe and write a review on Apple Podcasts. This helps more people discover the show. Wizards, Warriors, and Words is jointly hosted by Dirk Ashton, Michael R. Fletcher, Rob J. Hayes, and Jed Hearn. Our music comes from Michael R. Fletcher, and our artwork is by Felix Ortiz. Thank you again for listening. Now go and write extraordinary stories. We'll see you next time.